This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone, thanks for joining the award-winning to Holland Back podcast. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto and we are proudly sponsored by Kingfisher Fish and Chips in Hull and Old Zoological Bar. Tonight we've got another opposition preview, this time with Luke of Swanscast. So uh, good evening Luke. Um, tell me, how did that intro go? Because I can never tell with the software. Uh, did I start at the right time? Yeah, I think it was pretty spot on to be fair. You've done a good job. Wonderful. Wonderful, excellent. Thank you, thank you. So um, yeah, let's just move on from there because I never like doing the intro, but I always enjoy doing these because I think it's a good way for our fans to understand what's happening at Swansea. We were just discussing that the whole city accounts were released yesterday. People worried about financial fair play and that sort of thing. So just as a Swansea fan, give us a little bit of background on how the club's doing because I don't know much about Swansea really over in Wales, yeah. different country, just... Completely different world, isn't it? So how's it going? Yeah, we're probably on a bit of a downward trajectory at the moment, unfortunately. So obviously we had time in the Premier League, I know yourselves did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago now, I think, or five, six years ago, since we come down into the 2018 season, I believe the relegation was. And it just doesn't look like we are really touching with getting back there. And we had a couple of flirts mm-hmm. in the playoffs under Steve Cooper in the second or third year since relegation um, obviously he went Russell Martin came in and as much as the fan base was more happy with the way we play in the style of football the results we didn't get in the playoffs basically so it's worse it's worse seasons on, on paper uh, even though last season was only three points off the playoffs you know we were a couple of positions uh, below it was it wasn't like we were one position off which Russell Martin in his two seasons you had our worst finishes. Potter even finished uh, better off, I believe. So, yeah, and then going to this season, they kind of tried changing the style with Michael Duff, uh, whether that was intentional or not, or whoever was making decisions. If they just thought, looking at data, you would get the job done more than 
taking into account how the fans want to play and the club sort of ethos and um, sort of philosophy, if you like, uh, kind of went out the window a little bit with his appointment and what we saw. As much as I didn't necessarily think, I think he's a bad manager. I think he'll have to do a good job in the championship in future. Clearly didn't work here and he couldn't get the fans on board and that made his job harder. And it was just kind of like a spiral downwards with those two things called on a fire, if you like. And we are where we are now. It's only five points above relegation, bottom half of the table. I'd like to say we've got enough to stay up, but it's not where you want to be every year, kind of getting lower and lower. Eventually that trap door comes and we saw it in the Premier League. And yeah, I'm not really sure how we turn this around at the moment. We've got a manager in now that should bring back a way of playing that we want, but it's a difficult way to play if you want back him up with the right resources to play that football, as Russell Martin found, and as you see with him now at Southampton, as much as that's maybe a extreme case with the funds they have available mm. and the players they have at their disposal after relegation, it shows that style and can work very successfully, I think. Uh, if it's backed correctly. Now, unrealistic to think we get the same level of backing, but we should want to mm. be competitive and have a chance of sneaking in, you know. Uh, but right now, that's a little bit far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what you said about the fans is completely correct. Generally, you're going to have teams lower down the table who can't afford to buy the quality of player you need to play that more uh, sort of complex system with technical players, whereas maybe lower down the league, especially in the EFL, you can just about get away with some more physical players. So just how important is that style of play to the Swansea fan base you said about last manager not getting the fans on side? Because that's been a thing. I know that Swansea won the League Cup uh, a few years ago and that they're in Wales and that they play along the ground. And that's sort of the sort of integral thing since at least was it Brendan Rodgers was the manager a long time ago now? Uh, Before that, with Roberto Martinez even is where Mm. it started really. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's very important. It's um, They call it the Swansea way and everyone wants that now. Um, we've argued sometimes on a podcast, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit of a poison chalice at the moment. I feel, I feel we feel a little bit on a podcast. I'm not saying I don't want to see that style of football. It's very mm. nice to watch when it works well. But when it worked well for us when we rose up to the Premier League all those years ago now, from Division 2 eventually to the Premier League, um, the football landscape was a lot different. It was easier maybe to get bargain buys from the continent. Mm. You know, there's different issues now with buying players abroad and making it more difficult. Not just the transfer fees are a lot higher, you know, and it's harder to find a diamond in the rough that nobody knew of. You didn't pay much for him. And then he comes in and is really good. And even if he sells on, you know, he makes you a massive profit. There's a couple of names in our history. Michu's probably the famous mm. example, you know, really cheap and took the Premier League by storm when we signed him. Um, you can't really do that that often these days. So that's one one situation. But I think the way that football is played always evolves. Not to say that that style can't work, but a lot more teams probably know how to play against it successfully. And if you'd even look at like Man City, if you want to say a pinnacle of that style in English game under Pep Guardiola, he evolves every season how they play. You know, you've got the stuff he did with the wing backs being kind of inverted and coming into the midfield. 
but also the Stones signing of Haaland. Yeah, Stones, well. Stones going into mm. midfield. The signing of Haaland, though, signaled a massive shift to how you would normally approach the game and wasn't necessarily a Man City-esque signing in the way that Haaland plays, but no. massively successful last season. Showed that they could mix up the game, wasn't always short, and you can go long to him. But it just shows that you need to keep evolving. So not saying that we can't evolve and evolve the Swansea way to be successful. Just think it's harder for somebody to do what Roberto Martinez did all those years ago and then Brendan Rodgers obviously continued and Michael Laudrup. I think it's harder to set that up now. It's harder to buy the players that you need that are comfortable to do it. Ball playing centre-backs who are comfortable on the ball cost a lot of money. You know, they, they cost a lot of money these days and to get them in the championship is quite, quite difficult. Um, and yeah, it's sometimes I'm not sure if that mentality holds us back as a club but at the same time mm. I understand why we don't want to let go of it when it's the reason why we were so successful and it does make the club unique and it does give us that personality if you like so it swings in roundabouts but I think there needs to be a balance just when they got Michael Duff because he wasn't winning it was very hard for the fans to back him I think it was Steve Cooper he was kind of against the Swansea way but he was winning and he got into the playoffs and you talk to fans about him. He's not even that fondly mem- remembered, even though he got us to back-to-back playoffs. You talk about Russell Martin, and a lot of people love him, but he didn't do as well. So, you know, it kind of says it all about how important the mm-hmm. the, the ethos is. Yeah. I mean, I think the way that you said that uh, pretty much every Swansea fan wants that style of play, that's something that's still happening uh, pretty much in every press conferences. People are asking Liam Rossini about the way we play because... I mean, under McCann and Shotter Avalanza and Steve Bruce especially, we just kicked the ball as far up the pitch yeah. as possible and then sat on a 1-0 lead, whereas now we're trying to play out from the back more and it comes with its risks. But we are, you know, we started playing that system 10 years after Swansea, so it's going to take our fans a little bit of time to get used to it. And, you know, I complain that at times, you know, it can be very inefficient to have 65% of the ball, but fewer shots than the opposition more direct. I mean, we just played Millwall, complete clash of philosophies. Yeah, they I kick it as far as up the pitch. Whereas, you know, in the last second, they had a big chance they could have scored and finished 1 1 despite playing football that, you know, is not positive to look at. Ours yeah. is, but it's that sort of level of efficiency. So, uh, tell me a little bit about Luke Williams because as soon as I saw that um, a Williams play had been. Um, brought in towards the end of the season um, at Swansea. I thought it was going to be Ashley Williams, but it's Luke Williams from Notts County. Done very well there. Big club, but even so, to get them promoted, you know, top end of League Two. So, um, not going very well so far. What's your reaction to that point? I mean, look, he's had a difficult fixture list. I I don't think it's necessarily, Mm -hmm. on the face of it, to say not going very well. It's probably a bit harsh. Um, we just lost, obviously, our last game to Plymouth. Now, that was one. Of, th- this is the sort of um, epitome of this style of play, where you absolutely dominate a game and lose one nil. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've had some yourself playing oh, this way, where you know you get more shots, get more shots on target. You've got all of the ball. You're making all the chances, but you just can't score. They get an opportunity and they put it in. You know, less clinical with uh, less of the ball. Sorry, more clinical with less of the ball. And that's the argument, isn't it? Like, what's the point of having all this ball if 
the other team can, can just come down here with one chance and score and they get the points. And we had that very often under Russell Martin. And it was like, oh, back to this then, you know. Because we, we we did, like, maybe batter them is a bit, like, um, a lot to say. But you're 71%, 71% of the board, 20 shots against their nine, you know. Like, mm. you expect to win that, I guess. It was a must-win for us and we didn't win it. So puts us in a bit more of a difficult situation. And, look, credit to Plymouth because... They came and they did a good game to get that result. It's not to say they played bad, because they didn't. It just shows that what we are doing is going in the right direction, just not getting the result. Leicester game as well. Leicester away is always a tough match, you know. But we played well in that game. The 3-1 scoreline probably flatters Leicester a little bit. They had a penalty when it was 1-0. And kind of that's where the game was lost, if you like. We were definitely still in, in a second half at that point. Uh, played quite well and... We expect to lose that away at Leicester, but you take a good performance there. That's why the Plymouth game was so important. Ignore Bournemouth mm. in the cup. Let's just not talk about that one. The manager, I think, <laughs> did make some mistakes that he did mm. take accountability for in a press conference with the way they set up and selected the team. Uh, but again, Southampton, probably expect to lose that game. But the second half performance was very good. You know, We, we knocked on the door and at at certain stages looked like we probably had enough chances to come back and get someone out of that but again couldn't find the back of the net seems to be a bit of a recurring theme here um, and his first game was against Birmingham so that's an away point on the road which probably in your first league match you don't really Sorry. question you know so the the run has been tough Southampton, Bournemouth, Leicester and then Plymouth who as much as they have been good on the road have been a good team this year I think to, to come into the championship so <laughs> However, he's coming at a time of the season where time's not on his side and he is trying to completely change the way we're playing. And you could argue all you like about, oh, well, it's the wrong time to kind of change that. But ultimately, if it keeps going this way, we're in trouble, aren't we? So something needs to change. We need to start picking up results. But it doesn't get any easier. We're going up to yourselves, obviously, on the weekend in the playoffs. Mm. And then we've got Leeds at home. So unfortunately, every game in the championship is hard. And at some stage, these good performances, this dominating of the ball and play, you need to start scoring goals, you know, and hopefully we can start to see that soon. I just wonder if this weekend is a bit too soon, if you like, but um, yeah, we'll mm -hmm. see. Well, fingers crossed for us, but um, yeah, you were saying, oh, it's a difficult run there. I was thinking, who are they playing? Of course, coming to us, I haven't got yet uh, used to the fact we're one of the stronger teams in the championship yeah. now. Maybe you know, talking about budgets, we've certainly got one of the biggest ones of those, and we are trying to get those deals in to make that system work. But it can be much more hard when you're not putting the funds in. I mean, you've mentioned Plymouth there. Morgan Whitaker, of course, scored the winner. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Swansea didn't expect, and Plymouth didn't expect, Morgan Whitaker to probably go on and score 20 goals this season, maybe the top goal scorer in the league. But uh, what, what happened with that transfer? Explain that. Yeah, it's you know what. It's just a classic case of a player being completely mismanaged by club and managers. Um, don't think there's any innocent party here. And do you know what? Morgan Whitaker's not innocent in the fallout himself either. Um, he he got the hump of it when he got sent on loan. I think instead of Liam Cullen under Russell Martin last season. Um, but he had a good half a season at Plymouth in uh, League One, and. He got recalled by Swansea, probably at a bad time, right? Because we were actually challenging at the time. We recalled him. 
I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but clearly stuff was going on between Martin and the board. They obviously they didn't put money in in January. Michael Obafemi left. We recalled Morgan Whitaker, mm-hmm. which I think the board considered that as like, right, Michael Obafemi's gone, but Whitaker, he's had a good half a year on loan. He's our player anyway, so let's bring him back and he's like a new sign-in for you. He's a new striker for you, you know, like use him. And they didn't sign any more player, like a striker. And Russell Martin was desperate for a striker. So he threw his toys out of the pram, did a big, conference to say like he's fully committed to the club but he was disappointed that he didn't get the back and that he was promised or less big big drama um and Morgan Whitaker's there he didn't want to come back from Plymouth so he threw his toys out of the pram because he was I didn't want to come back I was quite happy where I was playing you know I was playing well Rangers put a bid in for him we rejected it because fully intended I guess the board like no this is your replacement for over Fermi you like use him and then Russell Martin basically didn't use him. So you recall him from a successful loan at Plymouth. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Only to have him sit on the bench for most of the rest of the season. I know maybe his head wasn't quite in Swansea to like show that same form. That is part of it. Like You could see he wasn't the same player. He wasn't really interested, I think. He mm. didn't really see his future here. Because of the stuff, maybe, that, maybe he thought he should have had chances before. Wasn't like in the fact he had to go out on loan to get those chances, and you know that happens sometimes, you know. But um, mm. when it comes to the summer, then we probably devalued him because we didn't use him. Oh yeah, sold him. You know, ultimately he wanted to go, and the bid came in, and it was profit at the end of the day. But he's going to be going for like a lot more if he goes this summer. Yeah. That's for he sure. Won't be at and, yeah, and, no, you know, Plymouth, but he won't be at Plymouth. No, and if we had maybe used him the second half of last season and he maintained similar form, or if we didn't recall him and he had carried on the, the form you showed at League One level, mm-hmm. even you probably still get a little bit more than what we got in the summer for him anyway. If he did want to go and kind of shot ourselves in the foot, I guess. Luckily, we got a sell-on clause. I think it's like twenty percent. So, well, that's good. If he does go for big money, we will still get something out of it. But yeah, could have been a lot more. Um, but I guess at the same time, we had Joel Perot and he was scoring mm-hmm. 20 goals a season for us. So maybe you've got to have a little bit of sympathy for the managers choosing that direction. And obviously he was a lucrative mm-hmm. sale for us to Leeds in the summer. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely one that got away. 
So, talking about transfers there, we've just had January. How did Swansea do in the transfer window? Because I've seen you've got, is it three wingers? Yeah, three, three wingers. wingers two? Wingers is an area we didn't really sign in the summer and probably yeah. needed, to be honest, calling out for years for a bit of pace, a bit of running, like players that would run at the opposition and mm. win free kicks, make something happen. Bit of excitement, bums off seats sort of style. Mm. As much as we play this passing football brand, or we did under Russell Martin the last couple of years, it has always felt a bit pedestrian. You know, We're working our way into goal-scoring areas by passing the ball and manipulating the ball more than anything individual players are doing in terms of taking on other players, you know. Um, and sometimes those sort of players just bring that excitement that when you don't have it on the pitch, you know, you miss that. Um, so we've been calling for wingers for quite some time now. They were a massive part of our success when we played the Swansea way to the Premier League. And it's about time and they finally have addressed that problem. I don't necessarily think that any of them were our first choice. Um, January, obviously, is quite difficult to work in. However, Ronald, the uh, right winger they've signed from, and I'll probably butcher the name now, but Anopolis from Brazil um, for 1.5 million. He was, he, was, he was on loan in the Portuguese Premier League. Um, I forgot the name of the club there, and that's a little bit difficult to pronounce as well. But he was on loan there. We signed him from his home club uh, from Brazil. And no one really knew anything about him, but he is it to grow and run in. He has got bums off seats. He's running, he's direct, he's putting crosses in all the time, which is what Luke Williams wants. He created so many chances for Jerry Yates um, against Plymouth. And that's where frustrations are that Yates isn't doing better. But he couldn't give him more, do you know what I mean? He needed to score goals. Um, but yeah, he's been two matches and he's already undroppable. Really exciting player. Uh, really performed well since he's come in. Uh, the other two, you've got Charles Sago Jr., uh, from Arsenal. I believe he's made a first-team appearance this, this season for them, probably in the Cup mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about him, but obviously a youngster, 19 years of age. Raw talent, sometimes that can work quite well for you in the Championship. And uh, Plachetta from Norwich. I know he didn't have the best of times at Norwich, but I think you know he gets Pol- Poland international call-up, so there must be a player in there. Hopefully he can come here and start again maybe and find his feet a little and bit. And he's he certainly was, a quick player, I think. Yeah, I think he was hampered by injury at Norwich. Um, so mm. a little bit of a fresh start. Hopefully it works out well for him. He's a free transfer in the summer. So if it does, maybe we can keep him. I think we basically just took on the rest of his Norwich contract, which was expiring in the summer. Uh, so it's kind of like a six-month trial, I guess. But we haven't seen too much of him or uh, Sago Jr. yet. They came on a subs in the last game in the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. But Ronald definitely, I, I can say, is one you should watch out for. I would expect to start um, on the weekend as well. Be a bit of an exciting player for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting interrupted. That's okay. But, uh, hello. Clear off. That's fine. It's only the second time that's happened, I think. Maybe the third. So uh, that's pretty always good a risk in Always a risk on the um, lives. I, I knew it was going to happen, yeah. Uh, but... Um, so without Perot, um, I guess Ronald, or just calling Ronald rather than his second name, um, he's doing pretty well. But uh, so far, who are the best Swansea players to look out for? Because um, I normally do a combined lineup yeah. because Hull have been in such good form. We've got uh, Swansea and uh, Rotherham coming up. The combined lineup, you know, no offense, is just eleven Hull players at the moment. But 
are there a few Swansea players that you might want to promote yeah, that deserve their place? Could, maybe you could put Rushworth in as a goalkeeper because he saved our skin mm-hmm. so many times this season. He, it's always difficult to like look really good as a goalkeeper when you're at this end of the table, mm-hmm. and the stats are going to be against you. You know when you're not keeping clean sheets and the team is conceding goals, but that's largely more the defence than the keeper. Yeah. All I will say is the team would have conceded so many more goals if it was not for him, and he's been outstanding when it comes to shot stopping. Sometimes his distribution is a bit suspect, and obviously that's important now to improve with the way we want to play. But his shot stopping has won us points this season without a doubt and kept our goal difference a little bit more respectable um, for sure. So he, I would say, I would say he's probably been in with a shout of one of the best goalkeepers in the championship, but it's just not going to get that applauded because of where we are and mm. how we concede goals, you know, as much as he stops us conceding so many more. If you look at the stats, I think it does show it if you look in so much detail, but I, I haven't got them to hand now. But yeah, he's definitely one to look out for. Uh, but more in a, more of an exciting area, Mac Rhymes is definitely the one that is going to run the team. You know, if he plays well, and we get the ball to him and he's allowed the space to pass the ball around and recycle the play. He's got the eye to pick out passes anywhere in the pitch. And he's been a main man for us for years now, you know, and this sort of football style suits him to a T. So I would imagine, you know, the, the playing style and the team will be built around him once again. And when that is done, and now he's got pace to play with as well, to aim for up on the wings, you know, he can definitely be dangerous with his precision and, and quality that he's got in the centre of the pitch. So I would say he's the main man to watch for getting us ticking. I would say mm-hmm. Ronald, who I just spoke about in terms of attack and opportunities. Uh, on the other side, rather than the... We're playing with a four, uh, four at the back at the moment. Josh Tymon on the left wing, the left back position. He's he's seemed to have um, stepped up a bit since the new manager's come in as well with a bit more licence to be creative going forward. Um whether he gets the same amount in a left-back position as he was getting in his left-wing-back role, which Luke Williams started with, we'll see. But he's definitely stood up since Luke Williams has come in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure how much you've followed Hull City so far, but if you have you know, followed the Championship in general, uh, how do you see, well, firstly, how do you see our transfer window? Because... I've not yet spoken to another fan about whether we won the window. We think we did, but of course we did. So yeah. um, thoughts on that? No, I think um, when I speak to anyone about football, not necessarily just Swansea fans, but any other championship mm. fans, a few Cardiff fans in work, a uh, bit of a, a lot of banter going on there, as you can imagine. Mm. I'm on the wrong end of it at the moment. But um, yeah. generally speaking, looking at the league, we've generally said Hull have smashed the window and... You look a bit with eyes of envy of the players that you've got coming in. And that's go back to even the summer, you know, the signing of like Philogene, for example. I know you've got more of the same with like Car um Carvalho Carvalho? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um Ryan Giles, for example, on, on left back. Yeah. I know you've got Billy Sharp. Maybe not the Billy Sharp of old, but he's still an, a quality well, he's forwards. certainly the Billy Sharp of old because he's ancient yeah. now. But yeah, but, but yeah. he's someone that's going to score goals. You know, if you give him the chance, and he's done it for so long that yeah. you wouldn't turn that up for six months, even if it's you know on loan, just to try and see you over the line. So yeah, brought in a lot of quality, and 
it's quality you know about, whereas ours is more like maybe they'll be good, maybe mm-hmm. they won't, but we'll have to wait and see. And we needed a little bit more than three players to improve where we are. I think for you, it's more of a case of adding first-team starters to an already established squad that's already in the playoffs, you know? So, yeah, very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we're in a pretty decent position. Uh, I mean, it's not quite the same, but we do sometimes do sign those players where you're not quite sure how they're going to work out yeah. from the Turkish league because of our Turkish links with the owner. Um, we've just signed uh, Abdul Kadir Ömer from Trabzonspor, and I mean, he's a great player in Turkey. That transferring cross to playing in England hasn't always worked, but um, the other one that's really worked is Ozan Tufan, so hopefully... He's another one of those. Yeah. Probably won't play. Other, you know, um, he probably won't play on Saturday, other than coming off the bench for five ten minutes if we're probably more than one goal up. Um, so, you know, not sure we're going to see him uh, because he needs to sort of get used to the system uh, and the country. But um, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game, clash of you know the same sort of style of football. And I think at the moment, at home, especially with the players we've just got in January, there's a good feeling about the club. So I think I predicted uh, 2-0 on the podcast. But what's your prediction for the upcoming game? I'll keep it consistent. Obviously, I spoke to Ant earlier on our own version of this video. And I was going to say 2-1, but he took that and I didn't (laughs) want to have the same prediction. So as much as a loss is what my head is saying, I changed it up and I said 2-all, go with like, the heart mm. and hope the boys can bring back something that their perform- performances have probably merited a bit more in terms of taking home points in the recent games. So maybe we can go and nick some in a hull and I think that'll be a really positive point to bring back and mm. something to use as a bit of momentum then to build on because it's all well and good playing well, but playing well only gets you so far until your head kind of turns the other way if you never get any reward. So a point away a hull would definitely be a reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, I mean, this is a very sort of important period for us. We've just won two games in Swansea, Rotherham, uh, Huddersfield before Southampton, West Brom. It's a crucial period to get some points on the board, hopefully next few games going into sort of two big playoff games. So interesting time to be a Hull fan. So thank you very much for your insight on Swansea City. Uh, Do you want to just plug all your stuff? Yeah, just type in Swanscast in YouTube. You find all of our stuff on there. So we got the previews like this um, and our podcast, which goes up on YouTube podcasts, also on all the podcast platforms like Spotify. And we're usually most active on social media on X or Twitter. Uh, so just type in Swanscast uh, on 20 of the social medias and you'll find us. But yeah, X is where if you want to have a chat or get involved in any of our stuff, that's usually where the easiest place is to do it. Okay, awesome. Well, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you for coming on. Pretty sure we spoke uh, yeah. earlier in the season as well. So, um, oh, see, now I was talking to a Cardiff fan, I think, because when when did when did we play uh, each other last? It was ages ago, month, wasn't it? Month or two, a couple of months ago, I think. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when the game was. Now, a season's was kind of two two. I think I probably now. had asked you about your opinion on. Uh, Wales at the Euros, which may or yeah, may not I think happen. I think we did speak yeah. about Wales a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, uh, I'm quite looking forward to having because usually it's Sweden. I mean, this is not relevant, but usually it's Sweden. I, yeah. I support as well as England um, at tournaments. They're not there, so um, Turkey because of our links 
that'll be yeah, quite yeah. exciting. Hopefully, at least one whole player in the lineup there. I think I was saying um, I, I don't really enjoy Rob Page. <laughs> yeah, when I came yeah, on here last time. And Absolutely. For, if, if you want an update on our situation, obviously mm. Wales are in this playoff now, which they kind of yeah. shot themselves in the foot. They should have got over the line based on the position they put themselves in, beating a difficult team, and then not so much performing against the teams that probably should have got a result against. Um, and now we find ourselves in a position where Rob Page is going to have this playoff. Look, mm. I hope he wins and I hope we get there. Don't get me wrong. But... Right now, Steve Cooper is a free agent and Welsh mm. manager who I think would do a really good job for the international team. Part of me just, you know, it's the timing. Like, if we don't win this playoff and he's still available, I would love us to go for him. But if we do win it and Rob Page takes us to the competition, I feel like Steve Cooper won't be free when we inevitably have a disappointing competition. So, mm. yeah, difficult one. Okay. Don't know if Steve Cooper will come mind, but I feel like he'd... Uh, He'd be yeah. a really good um, choice. I think, I mean, some people were talking about Steve Cooper having the England job because hadn't he been involved with uh, England? Yeah, so he was bronze? very successful and I think he won the like under-17s World Cup or something. Mm. Maybe not under-17s, one of them. One of the uh, one uh, of those, young, yeah. Because yeah. that's what he did before he came to the Swans. Um, and that's kind of where his management experience was and where he got all his links to like, the loan signings we had, like Brewster and Keehe and mm. Connor Gallagher. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, we'll be back very soon, probably Sunday night, to hopefully discuss three wins in a row. Not had three wins in a row under Dean Senior just yet, so might not happen. But uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll be back very soon. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans